What is up, party people, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack here on Comic Pop Returns. If you want to help us out, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and click the bell for notifications so you know that these shows are coming out and you can join us when it's happening live. This show, as every show that is live, is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using Super Chats. Ask a question or come. We'll read it here on the show. You'll be part of the show. It's like you're the third host of this show. Uh, I saw somebody complaining earlier about how they were like, they were talking about some other YouTube channel, and they're like, they're a YouTuber, but like, they'll never ask you to like and subscribe. And I'm like, is that what we're looking for here? Is like, I want the experience of the thing that happens on this platform, but I want them to throw away all the conventions of that platform. I don't know. It's just weird. But it's regardless. Like, it's like saying, I really like any product that you like. I just wish they'd stop telling me when things came out. out or advertising to me it's just so frustrating that like 99 percent of the content is the thing that i'm there for but then there's this one percent where they have to remind people to check us out i'm sorry it's easy to be cynical about it but like when you're on the other side of it you you know hey listen i gotta ask you to like this video and subscribe to the channel some people forget to do that some folk never do it and yet we thrive and exist because of that kind of crap that's right sorry i, I wish we didn't have to trust me i wish i weren't so good at it just weaving it into the conversation. It's so woven. But uh, yeah, listen, normally this show is news, reviews, and recommendations. We are going to be doing re reviews and recommendations, but the news portion, I don't know about you, but I have a special segment we're going to use instead of news. Okay. San Diego Comic-Con is next week. I think. Yeah, it's like nine days away. It's nine days away. So I want to let you know that Tiffany and I are gonna be there are we yes we <laughs> have hotel rooms we have tickets we are in the process of procuring airfare we're gonna be in california listen you want to say hi come to san diego comic-con the biggest con in the world and see us there we'll comic-con anyway yeah i'll and, be jet lagged that'll be great yeah it'll be awesome but mm -hmm. uh if you want to see us let us know in the uh you know in the chat in the comments uh, how I, I don't know how we're going to be able to gauge how many of you will be there. Uh, I didn't plan that last year at all. Like I just went and ran into a few of you. Uh, but who knows? Because California is our is one of our biggest states that watches Union. this channel. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, the, the true. No. <laughs> Historical TV is correct. California is one of the biggest states in the union. But. Also, uh, in terms of population density for people who watch this channel and our other channels, okay, of course, as okay. well. Speaking of channels, if you want to go to YouTube.com at Comic Pop Plays or slash at Comic Pop Plays, totally you should cool subscribe and watch because we've just launched the new series or the new, the new streams of Tiffany playing Arkham Knight. So that <laughs> will round out all of her Arkham play. That'll It, it includes Arkham Origins, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight now. I don't know if Arkham Origins has been streamed or has been put on the channel, but it is available. We do have it. Mm. So Arkham Knight is happening. That's going to be for the next week and a half, basically, 11 videos of that. And those videos range from two to four hours long. So check out that. And more. We just finished Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah. And, we, we, uh, we finished. I did not finish that game in that stream. No, no. There's 15 episodes of yeah. that. So well, I had to take a break. It got too long. I had, I had to stop. We had to move on to something else. And then like a tragic event happened in the game. And I dropped that game. And I picked it back up and finished it. It was amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, not, we're not talking about games. So. No. Although I will mention that uh, the, the supplemental material of those streams, that will be another week 
Probably oh, when I did the GLC? Yes. Oh, that was fun. But I thought I'd take a break from Ghosts. I got ghosts. to pet things in that. And also Vengeance. No argument there. But, uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, and, of course, all links that for everything we do and everything you might need or want is in the description of every video we do here. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about some comics. Uh, before we start about talking about the books that have come out this past week. Okay. Let's review a couple of books that are coming out on Wednesday of this week. How would we do that? Well, we would do that because we are part of a very prestigious few who are on the IDW press list Ooh. who have asked us to take a look at some books and share our thoughts regardless of opinions so we can be as harsh as we want. We can really dig into these, uh, though I do admit that I don't ask to be on nor do I participate in press lists unless I have some vested interest in the properties that are being reviewed and uh, I don't go out of my way to find a book that I don't like. So uh, don't be surprised if I happen to like these books. Okay. Uh, but I was surprised that I liked this book in particular, and that would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things from uh, IDW and Dark Horse. Uh, yeah, this is a series that I never expected, nor did I expect to like. It is written by Cameron Chittock, with art by Pharaoh Pei, with colors by Sophie Dogston. And I mentioned that only because the first version that I had of this was black and white right, right, right and the black and white version was great and it really gave you this kind of like feeling of reading an 80s ninja turtles book and helped to carry over the stranger things 80s aesthetic okay. uh, oh. that said uh phase uh, uh dogson's colors are great okay and it allows for this series to look really cool if you're wondering if the turtles uh, have a unique color scheme, no. Oh. These are red masked 1980s turtles, very much in the Eastman Laird style. Cool, cool. Uh, set in New York City in 1985, uh, the Stranger Things gang, they go on a field trip to New York City with Mr. Clark. What a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, it, easily. Like... Uh, you can barely keep track of those kids in I know, Hawkins, in their own damn town. And you're going to take them to New York. Oh, no, he loses them immediately. They, they, they start looking at... Is it just at, them? Does he have a whole class or is it just them? Uh, it seems to be just them, but I think there is a whole class so that he can lose track of them. Okay. Uh, but they, uh, they they intercept Elle, who promised, since she doesn't go to their school, to, in, to, to meet up with them via her own method. Uh, that was... She took a bus. Okay. Mike is very surprised by this because he doesn't know about the spinoff uh, pilot that they did where oh, she right. met up with a bunch of mutants. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, whatever you want to call uh, her, her kind mm -hmm. that was clearly not an X-Men parallel. Uh, but she bumps into them. So now Elle's with the team. Uh, they go into the subway. They encounter what they think is a Demogorgon. What they discover is instead this Demogorgon is merged with a Mouser. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, is, it is fusing Mouser technology from Baxter, from, theoretically from Baxter Stockman and the Demogorgon uh, physiology. Uh, so... They get attacked. They bump into the, tur the turtles immediately save them. They get brought to the lair. They meet Master Splinter. We see uh, them talk to Donatello about D&D. &D. You know, they're like, I can't believe that you four don't play D&D. &D. Donatello says not for lack of trying, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and immediately they're like, okay, we need to figure out where Baxter Stockman is. We need to do the L blindfold thing they give her one of the masks but without any eye holes cut out of them uh -huh. Raphael is very cross about it because he's like you didn't earn this 
This is this belongs to if you this is this is only earned after years of martial arts study and training and so forth. But we'll use it in this in this situation. But then give it back to me immediately. Okay. Uh, but she <laughs> locates Baxter Stockman, you know, and then they're like, all right, we need to do two different stories. So we're going to split up the turtles and the Stranger Things kids immediately that every, every trope that you'd expect from a turtles crossover and a Stranger Things story, which is any season. OK, here we all are. We're all friends and we're doing this thing. Oh, no, we have to split up. And we probably will get split up until the end of the story. I'm, but I'm sure this is a little more fun with teams because I'm sure there's like oh, there's two turtles per turtle team, mm -hmm. and off they go. Are there ninjas? Yes. Are there evil scientists? Yes. Demogorgons, evil technology, absolutely. Uh, everyone's written in character, and uh, you know because they're children. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think this is. I think this is probably between. I mean, it's eighty-five, so I, I don't know Stranger Things as a property well enough. I love this show. Right. But I don't like obsessively you don't have track it. Knowledge I don't timeline. like. I don't know what 1985 is for them. So I just say, listen, it's an 85, whatever year, whatever season 85 encompasses. Let's say it's then. Right. I'm I'm guessing this is probably only going to encompass like a week, if that. Sure. Of time. Yeah. I mean, how long could how could long could they lose the kids without someone being like, um? Yeah. Oh, all right, that's cool. Yep, uh, but you get to see the turtles in action, and they are deliberately drawn to look like they're in because it's 1985. So it's like let's go back and just pull up those old designs and that look for the turtles. Right. Uh, but their attitudes are still very much in keeping with their characters. The kids are themselves, um, and because they, you know, the children, they run into the turtles and they're like, right, that's awesome. <laughs> you know they're not like ethan they don't go running for the hills when they see a giant mutant rat to be fair i i might panic about that too yeah i think even as a kid i might have like bigger than you i don't know mm -hmm. it's dark they're but not very kids, tall they're only these, like four four and a half feet tall all depends on how what age i'm at but like these kids have seen a little more so yes sure well and most of the horrible like four foot monsters they see try to kill them yeah and, you know they don't love pizza or hanging out you mm. know so Anyway, uh, if you want to check this out, it comes out this Wednesday. It's an intercompany crossover, which you know I'm a big fan of. That's from true. IDW and Dark Horse, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things. It is definitely worth checking out. It's a really fun series. Um, and I think they could easily make a black and white variant if they want to and release that too, if you want to get that kind of feeling going. That's great. Uh, but not to be outdone, there are other books from IDW that we are here to talk about that are coming out this Wednesday. Yeah, while you were reading that, I read The Hunger and the Dusk by G. Willett Wilson with art by Chris Wildgoose. Nice. That's a fitting name. I agree. Uh, this is a like uh, fantasy style story. Um, think without actually thinking about it. Think World of Warcraft. But just you know, like I've tried to get into some of the World of Warcraft comics and other things because I, I I played. I enjoyed. Right. Mm -hmm. It just I didn't want. I as much as I like the lore of the game. You did. I, I just didn't want to deal with all of it because sometimes the comics rely on you knowing. Yeah. So, like, think that feel, but without feeling like, oh, God, I don't remember everything about the game. Great. It's, it's a brand it's being new, introduced to it's you for a the brand first new time. world with brand new rules and has nothing to do with World of Warcraft at all. It just has that vibe because it has a fantasy setting. There happen to be orcs. There happen to be humans. So it's, But that only makes you familiar with the material. Yeah, it just makes you feel comfortable. Like, I'm just like, cool. All right. I get it. Yeah. Um, the way in which it's written has like an air of like modernity without it being too like edgy. Mm. And I don't say edgy necessarily in a bad way, but like. You know, like rat queens who critical Vox role. Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, there is like a different like voice to that. Yes. And it has. It's definitely modern, but it's a different voice. This feels modern without 
skewing to that side so much. It doesn't mm. mean there isn't room for it later on, maybe, depending on where the characters develop. Um, but it, it's not relying on that, like, you know. That that circumvention of, 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 of trope where it's like, no, they're going to say curse words right. and they're going to and, make references that they wouldn't make. And there's something wrong with that, but it has been done now. Yes. You know, and so they're like, this story is very much not leaning into that at all, which okay. I, I really liked. I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, there's a couple of clunky lines in it here or there, but for the, like, for the most part, I really enjoyed this world. The art is gorgeous. I absolutely loved um, the like fluid lines the action the like bulk of characters at times you know you're in a fantasy world you know we're not going too crazy just yet but that leaves us the opportunity for later issues to like reveal something that could be like you know like a big double page splash kind of mm. thing um but the gist of it is like like orcs and humans they've been warring it's like it's kind of like the if you're a trekkie fan it's like the federation and the and, klingons and the klingons well or like romulans or like, the romulans like or whatever an edge oh there's and, a neutral zone yeah well and you don't really crawl across it but like orcs have been pushing out and and humans you know venture in you know like oh okay whatever but then all of a sudden a a third party enters the ah. fray, and they're ever so much worse <laughs> Um, Perfect. And so it causes both sides to kind of pause and go like, we should probably make peace because neither of our sides will survive. Right. And so there's like a little bit of a trade-off where like an orc's going to go and join up with like this human band and, and we're going to go from there. And I'm yeah. very interested in this. I really, I really like the enemy they've created. They're, they're scary. They're, they're spooky. You know, they're, they have a hunger, which they mentioned, but it's not like uh, outright vampires. Okay, good. It's not that. It's just, they have a hunger. And one of the orcs even says, it's like they're, they're talking about like why they're going through with this. And they're like, listen, like we could fight the humans on the battlefield and they'll be there. And like, you know, we'll, we could have a war, but these guys will like take babies from their beds. Like, right. We, we can't win that. Yeah. We, we're not winning that. Okay. okay. Like, you know, we can try and fight against them and we can probably win against the humans. Yeah. We'll fight against them on the battlefield though. They're not yeah. going to break the rules of engagement. Right. 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 So like good work all around Wilson really weaving a great story and like uh wild goose bringing like some excellent, excellent art, just really enjoying the fantasy world feeling lived in, but feeling very comfortable and like, as though I can participate and join Great. the world. So if cool. you like fantasy, grab The Hunger and the Dust this Wednesday. This Wednesday. It comes like, out on the Wednesday. Both these it? books are coming yeah. out on Wednesday, so check those out as well. Uh, really quick, we have a couple of super chats that I wanted to get to. Um, I believe, you know, it showed me one, but I don't... Here, here we go. Uh, MP, what is your personal definitive Batman run? Uh, it's a tough call because there are so many, and uh, I, I like a lot of different Batman runs and the, you know, I, for me, it's about, uh, uh, Alan Davis and Norm Brayfogle. That's, oh. that's not definitive, but it is like the one that I have the most affinity for, despite the fact that it, it, it toes the line between like silly and it, and grit, you know, and mm. it, it's, it's getting there. Uh, the Snyder Capullo run is a close second. I was going to say that one, but then I was also going to cop out and go like legend of the dark. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it like, it's not necessarily a run yeah but like just the idea of like the many facets of batman yes like it's just such a great opportunity to like check out different elements of his life agreed and uh detecting style yeah yeah uh ray far i think this series was a ya push some neat ideas though i'm sure that's a number uh it's a number in the multiverse chart also woo more batif on the returns channel yay um i'm not sure to what he's referring the series we're gonna come back. We will. Well, okay, we were talking about me doing Kong Pop plays, so it must have been something before that. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'll check the chat while you're Please doing do. that and see. Uh, you don't have to make it a super chat. Just make no, it a no, 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 exactly. Arduit says, uh, Compop Woo, bit the bullet and got the DC Infinite app, started Hellblazer and Dawn of DC Superman. Question for you, by the way, congratulations. It's a great series. Yeah. Uh, is Doom Patrol something y'all would consider for back issues? I'm about to start Gerard Way's run soon. Well, lucky for you, Gerard Way's run is where we started, and we did do Doom Patrol on back issues. Tiffany hosted it, and it was the Nick Darrington Gerard Way, uh, at least the first volume, Brick by Brick, which is an amazing series. Check that out. You'll love it. Um, but we've never done the uh, the Grant Morrison run, which we probably will one day. Uh, but that'll be probably the limit of Doom Patrol that people can probably stomach on that show. Mm. Ray Farr, uh, ever read Marvel Adventure Spider-Man? It's a reboot-ish uh, of 616 where Eddie Brock is a burglar and Pete gets a symbiote from Tinkerer. Interesting. Um, I think that that's where it connects with the, I think the series is why I push some neat ideas there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've never heard of it. I did read a little bit of Marvel Adventure Spider-Man but only like in snippets, like only pages at a time. Uh, I really liked the inter universe of it. I liked the secret wars uh, idea behind it. Mm. Like they played up that story as well. Cool stuff uh, overall. Good art too. I'm yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackson boy. Thanks for your recommendations. I have been reading once in future and something's killing the children and they right. are great. Any more indie recommendations? Um. Well, if you liked once in future now, could, if you liked it because of the content and the, like the like action packedness of it, you may not love die as much, but die is another great Kieran Gillen um, series and it's all wrapped up. So you mm-hmm. can just grab all of it. it it's pretty long running. Um, it has a lot to do with like literature, um, mm. but it's just such a well-crafted story. It's like dark Jumanji. So <laughs> that's, if that's up your alley, definitely. I highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, currently I'm really enjoying Indigo children, uh, phantom road. Yep. And uh, I got to get back on a world tree. Yes. Uh, he also asked uh, the DW's, the D dubs interview. I call him dubbers uh, was cool and got me to buy wonder woman, dead earth. And I'll check out his indie works too. keep introducing us to cool writers. I'm trying, man. I hope you uh, enjoy and uh, let me know without using super chats. Just tell me, did you enjoy dead earth? Cause I love that series. Ray far also oh my god congratulations on the implicitly pretentious video yes thank you uh our pal over at uh, implicitly pretentious was a big fan of um the tom king interview that we conducted one of them we've had many yes. over the years uh but one of them in which we talk about supergirl woman of tomorrow uh he used quite a bit of it to kind of like as a springboard to talk about uh the trauma of that series and all the incredible like characterizations that king infuses into uh kara and of course uh i really appreciated the loving and glowy uh loving and glowing uh shout out at the end of the video too thank you so much to our friends over implicitly pretentious uh mp what is your personal definitive run of batman we answered that already and curative writer been liking teases for the next back issues in the last few yeah if you uh keep an eye out eagle-eyed viewers for things i'd like to cover one day or might be happening sooner they're always on the set uh or at least little little tidbits you never know sal puts all kinds of things on there and sometimes he's like haha i'm hinting at this that's true uh and mega a1 thunder force thanks so much for an amazon books tip the other week i finally read supergirl woman tomorrow and it was everything you said it was yay that's great i love like free things so again i mentioned this last time or Mm -hmm. last time we did the show i don't remember um if you have amazon prime Mm -hmm. means you have access to the amazon like kindle library yeah and a lot of trades are in there like comic book trades and so you can catch up on some books it's part of what you're paying for from amazon take advantage of it it's true uh i read spider-man 10 from dan slot and mark bagley uh i'm really avoiding spider-man lately but I had some extra time and I thought, screw it, I'll read this. Uh, this covers a lie. There is no goblin glider he flies around in. So anybody might be complaining about that, you know, 
you can forget about it. It's just just a fun cover. By the way, great A game from Bagley. Great looking cover. Great looking art within as well. Uh, just a really really like classic looking and feeling Spider-Man comic. I really enjoyed it despite the presence of Spider-Boy. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is just, a you know, Pete uh, ramps up his spider sense. He's able to, you know, feel danger for other people instead of just himself, but it's overwhelming and it's screwing him up. Dan Slott does this amazing uh, ballet dance with this character. And it has always since his oh. beginning of his career of being like, here's Peter Parker. He is selfless and he's incredible. And he's also a dickwad. And let's make sure to diminish him a little bit. Every victory he has, you have to take something away. Okay. So, you know, like there's a great moment where he gets onto the, the police band or the, I'm sorry, the fireman's band and reports all of the accidents or potential danger that all these different people are in throughout New York City because of the uh, advanced and augmented spider sense. And so it's very similar to the ending of Spider Island, if you remember that, where he like saves everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's this great. And he also uses his, his Avengers priority ID card to do it. And you're like, oh, man, great. And then everyone in the room is like, clearly, though, you needed to get this power taken away from you because you were so weak and unable to handle it. Like you were clearly collapsing as a human being. And I'm like, cool. Uh, so there's always that. But uh, it was a fun issue that, uh, you know, had a lot of action in it. It's one of the few Electro stories where Max Dillon's actually doing something. And that's mm. really fun. And it's rare to get that. Uh, yeah. Also, Spider-Boy's there and who cares? Um, I also read Adventures of jo Superman, Jonathan Kent, number five from okay. Tom Taylor and Clayton Henry. Uh, this is, you know, of course, John is in the Injustice universe. Right. Uh, he has just te teamed up with Batman, and he's like, what am I going to do, man? Superman's so, so, so mean. Ugh. And Batman's like, you should join up with us. And he's like, yeah, maybe. But don't forget, I am Superman, and I am better than all of you. Uh, and so, and not like uh, the other way Superman is, like where he's like a totalitarian dictator. No, no, no. morally speaking, I'm better. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so Superman uses the opportunity that uh, Damien afforded them when he put a tracker on John to find out where Batman and his crew are hiding. I don't know if this is like an alternate injustice or okay. if Taylor's trying to weave this into the actual content and um, continuity of the Injustice series, which of course started out as a comic book adaptation of a video game tie-in but then became its own continuity because who care who cares right right right, right. Uh, i don't know if this is more of that or if this is like a parallel injustice but either way it's boring and i couldn't care less i i read this series and was like i read this book and was like oh okay yeah that's what i expected would happen like and i'm not expecting to have my my socks blown off or, <laughs> or to be surprised every time i don't want to be surprised every time i read a superhero capes and tights comic book okay but i also don't expect to be bored and this is what uh, what that is. The art also is fine. It doesn't inspire, but it's doing the job. It's right. It's very standard fare. In no way is there any like blemishes or inconsistencies. It's just, you know, fine. Right. Um, right. 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 But again, I, I I don't care about like I thought I would care about John and his influence on Injustice Superman, and it turns out that I just don't. And may, and and I think that it's not because the uh, the premise is inherently bad. I think the execution is just a little a little little mid. Oh, oh my! Little mid. Hate hate to say it, but it's true. What about you, Tiffany? Ah, uh, jeez. Um, what did I read this week? Um, I read I read Doctor Strange. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Oh, of course. Um, I read Doctor Strange number five. Um, Dead McKay, Pascal McKay. Ferry. I'm getting there. I wanted to pull up my fun. Look, look at how fun this is. Oh, that's a great looking info page. They do that every time. I'm like, I like. They better do it that. every time. They better do it every time. Written by Jed McKay with art by Pascal Ferry. Uh, as we all know, not the biggest fan. my favorite art, but you know what? But these covers, though. 
yeah no these covers these these covers um My but God. like you know the, the book's coming out on time so <laughs> I, yeah it's whatever um it's umar's wedding yay yeah okay who cares no and like you know and, and being done so because she's afraid of like uh, people are dropping dead left and right oh especially no especially people who are involved with the death of dr strange mm. um and just overall like villainous magic people are like they're dying oh no right like wong and um what the heck is her name i want to say it's cassandra but it, it's not it's <laughs> not but the chick from wand um she they, they are they've got they're working like cases around the globe but like she thinks like it's probably clea okay because clea's you know a hothead yeah you know yes and she wants vengeance and she's always like, looking don't, for vengeance don't do that but meanwhile, her her mom's getting married because he, she, and Tiboro, Tiboro, mm-hmm. however you want to say that, um, want to basically unite their realms, realms together, or like their powers together, and hopefully be able to fend off whatever might be coming for them. And like Umar, at the very least, is like, yeah, well, like it's kind of that, but also like maybe they'll come for him first, and then I can get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. She's like, you got lucky you got to marry for love, Clea. The rest of us don't. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how this works for warlords. So back off. <laughs> All right? All right. So, like, Clea and Strange have to go to the wedding. And, like, it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because, in fact, some of them think that Clea might be responsible for the death of the people or, like, uh, their other warlords, other magical folk, right? Oh. So, you know, there's tension abounds, but... You know, it, it doesn't help either that who's going to oversee this. Well, it's going to be Dormammu. Oh. You know, Umar's brother. Yeah. Not? Okay, right? cool. So he oversees this, like, wedding. Is he efficient? Yeah. And, uh, you know, fun times for all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's when, you know. Who crashes the wedding? Well, they, they're attacked. Yeah. By the... By the, by the thing that's hurting everyone, that get, that's getting everyone. And you're like, okay. Oh, no. Well, what is it? What will Jed McKay remember? Ha! And honestly, we probably should have seen this coming because there were already some polls from this time period because Jed McKay clearly is a... He's read all, I'm sure, all Josh. Yes, I but he's Josh. especially he's a big He's a fan. 90s fan. Mm-hmm. Like, he's clearly a 90s fan, yes. right? He's a fan of Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, that run. Well, and also, like, Secret Defenders and stuff like that. Ugh. We've seen some polls from that before. Cool. Um, I'm trying to recall... Which Wolverine were in this? Why? Because Wolverine was a member of the Secret Defense. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe look at the band back together. But I was thinking, we were talking about the Trinity of Ash and stuff like that. Like, that comes all around the same time period Mm -hmm, of of, mm -hmm. of this. Like, just random little things that I'm like, yeah, I guess we should have figured this one out, right? But, like, there was a period of time in which um Steve was asked to help fight, like, this this long war by the Vashanti and, like, turn them down. And inevitably, he, like, did it, right? But it took, like, a millennium. But, like, not really. He fought this war for that long. Mm -hmm. But then they were like, nah, it's cool, don't worry. Like, we're gonna make it, like, that didn't happen and we're gonna send you back, like, I think, like, four months or something like that. okay. But, like, a Doctor Strange shows up and he's like, he's that guy. Oh! Presumably. Okay. I think. I think that's what we're indicating here. Mm -hmm. Right? But, like, I'm like, I don't know how this works. (laughs) Yeah, because didn't they undo it? Right. Like, we'll see. Like, Jed will, will, will tell us this. But it's like, of course. Mm-hmm. like yeah this this makes total like yeah yeah um so you know we get a, a dope new looking action figure for dr strange and um you know it, it's it's interesting <laughs> when you think about it we've had dr strange as the harvestman yes we've had dr strange dying and then another dr strange Blue showing Cape up dr strange to solve the murder of himself and now we're gonna fight us 
Doctor, like presumably dark future Doctor Strange. Yes. <laughs> or like this other like like future war. Yeah. Like sort of General Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got. There's a little bit of a so there's going to be like a council of strangers, it's like what a you're pattern thinking. kind mm-hmm. of. I don't know if I don't know if I even think it's a council of strangers. I'm just saying like it's just the, it's just the idea that he I, has I is like how about K- another version of Doctor yeah. Strange shows up? Yeah, but will there be one that looks like Spawn? I hope not. I really did not. Like I mean, he if and there the like, '90s are any indication. And there was a reason for that whole costume, so maybe they'll do that. I but love anyway, that costume. That's what's going on with Doctor Strange. You know, it's well written. You know, the the polls are deep and fun, <laughs> and it, if like there's plenty of like reference notes in there for you, mm-hmm. um, which is great, and it it will help you if you're a fan of this series to go like, oh, okay, I have a place to start now. Yes, like follow these editor notes. I know they're like sometimes it seems like unnecessary, but with a character like Doctor Strange, if you like what you're reading here, you mm-hmm. might like some of the books that they're referencing because this writer i can tell you read these books i don't know that <laughs> yeah. for sure but I'm, I, clearly like, he had to read some of it right? in order to and know what's so, going like, on if you want to like get the same inspiration that he's pulling from yes. go check out some of those issues right i agree those covers are amazing i know they're freaking awesome yeah just bam 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 so good um a very quick shout to uh Dark Horse Comics' series from Scott Snyder and Tula Lote. Uh, This is a series that I had been clamoring for ever since Scott teased it on a show uh, that we did here on this channel. Um, But uh, the first issue is out. And as much as I would love to uh, sing his praises, given that it came from Dark Horse, I have to give it a couple of dings. And the reason why I'm going to give dings, uh, first and foremost, uh, the writing is good, the art is great, and the concept is fantastic. I love this as an idea. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but the version that I saw in the store was crappy. It had the bowing of a self-published book. It had uh, a miss, uh, not a misprint, but a miscutting of its cover. And the pages felt flimsy and heavy, like like ink soaked, which is indicative of like just bad printing. So maybe there was a bad batch that our shop got, but uh, it, it's a bad indication because Dark Horse is it sets it's a standard setter. IDW and Dark Horse print books. They know how to print. They well, do a good job. I think there's a difference between what they might consider to be a disposable version of this versus like a bound. Well, it utterly is version of it. Now that said, it is 56 pages. Yeah, I mean, like that's for five gonna, bucks, that's by the way. Gonna, they're going to have to cut back on the cost somewhere. On Why? That. Like, then why make it, is my point. You know what I mean? Like, if you need to make a shitty product, then why would you even release it? You know, like, unless you up the price and make it a better print. I have a... Mm, I disagree with you on that. Well, what, what would you have done? Let's I, say that you were... Let's I say just you're, leave it the way it is. Just leave it the way it is? Like, the, the fact is, it's like, yes. Do I want to see, like, like high-quality print on things? Sure. Yeah. I think, though, with, like, floppies, I'd rather see more people be able to afford them and That's be able true. to have them in their hands and yeah. like when you want to shoot for quality shoot it for it when it comes to the bound like versions of these products that yeah. you can put on your shelf but like i don't see the like it's a month. disappointment but like the month to month like i'd rather have people be able to get these stories yeah that's fair uh yeah uh jumping into super chats really quick uh Atomica says, hey, popular people. Hi, Atomica. No spoilers, but Night Terrors was fine. I liked some 
tie-ins better. Honestly, it's a reason for me to take two months off. Quite a few people have said that. Hopefully not everybody, but uh, I hear what you're saying. John Kata, uh, curious, did you guys in the U.S. ever get any Marvel UK titles like Dragon's Claws, Death's Head, or Warheads over there? Yes, we did. Uh, we also got Wild Thing, which I definitely picked up at least the first three issues of. Uh, we do have the first issue of Warheads at least, if not two. Uh, I think Doctor Strange is in Warheads, which is why we have it. I think um, we have one of the other ones too. Yeah, I, uh, we definitely have Death's Head two, if not Death's Head one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we've definitely got all those Marvel UK books, and uh, I can't say I'm a huge fan of them, but I because they're just they're very you know they're very British invasion. You know, they're they're not what I expected when I picked up those series. Mm-hmm. You know, Wild Thing is very much like a crazy ass Aeon Flux kind of Marvel comic. It's not it, I wouldn't even call it a Marvel comic. It's that is that insane. But it's a really cool series. Uh, one day we'll cover it on the good, bad and the ugly. I promise. Okay. Uh, Alio says uh, fi- recently finished Wonder Woman Historia by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Very nice. And the art was incredible. Was wondering if there will be an episode in the future on it. I would say it's more probable than improbable. Uh, Joe Ferry Fiant says in Spider-Man theme, Spider-Boy, Spider-Boy, I'm not singing it. No one cares about this boy. Only here to give Dan Slott more money. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Boy. Agreed. It's a good song. I do uh, do like your lyric. Uh, and you're not wrong in that. Uh, Dante Cook, Red, Night Terrors, and La, I have to say, this is a big event I want. I'm in the camp of enough massive events from the big two, but uh, this I'm here for. Uh, I only bought three out of 50 books released this week, but I can't wait for the trade paperback. Agreed, man. You, uh, that, that, and that's the way to go. You know what I mean? Like pick and choose the ones you want to read now. And then if you get a chance to read the rest, great. And if you find the trades available and for a reasonable price, certainly they will be less expensive than getting the month to month. Uh, then you, you're, you're in the, you know, you're in the clear. Uh, Tevia, uh, question, why can't DC just DH John Ken already? Because uh, the people in charge who did that uh, still work there and uh, it didn't uh, impact sales. So they're not going to do that anytime mm-hmm. soon. And Davey 900 says, I swear I thought Adventures of Superman was supposed to be ongoing, but I saw online it's just a mini series with one more issue to go. I'm also bored by it. And will uh, the new title uh, be relaunched? Uh, number one, yeah, I didn't know that either. Number two, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Number three, who cares? Uh, let it be what it is. And then when it's done, it's, it can move on. Uh, I don't know if John really commands his own title mm. as much as uh, people thought, <laughs> think he does. And uh, it's not an indictment of the character. It's just an indictment of, uh, you know, or it's, just, it's more like an indication of the way, where the way the, the financial winds are blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the stripper index is any indication, apparently the, the economy is on an uptick again. So uh, that's good to hear. I just read about this recently. <laughs> this idea that, that like really came when, out of left field for me. I'm I'm following you now that we're here. Mm-hmm. Now that we've gotten to the end of the street. Yeah. But as we were going down that road, I, I had no idea where we were going. Yeah. Apparently, uh, and it's an amateur or armchair economic theory. But the idea is that um, the first place that money is uh, tight, let's say, is at strip joints. And so, uh, if it's it's not unlike the the myth. That is that like the, 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 you know, the, the aftermarket or the, the, um, the home theater market is yeah. dictated by pornography in this. It's uh, it, it, fewer people are, or people are going to spend less money at the strip club first. That's where they're going to first spend less when it's an indication that the economy is heading in a downturn. 
And then when money goes back into it, we know that people have enough money to spend. Okay. Yeah, it's totally amateur, but it's also just a fun little metric. Sure. Uh, Paul Williams, hi, I hope you're both well. Thank you very much, Paul. I hope you are too. I see the playlist. You're nearly at 100 uh, 100 episodes of Batman. Uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, Well, we'll keep an eye out for this Wednesday because it's a big old Batman book. I'll tell you that. Tiffany, what else did you read this week? Uh, let's talk about some X-Men. I read X-Men number 24 this week. Yay. Uh, written by Jerry Duggan with art by Josh Kassara. Yep. Um, listen, if you thought this had anything to do with anything other than the coming gala and fall of House of X, that, that's all these, that these books are going to be. <laughs> like, that, that's what it is, yeah. right? Um, this, you know, brings back friend Pogger Pog for a hot second. Hooray! Um, you know, I guess. People yeah. love him. No, he's fine. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's fun. Um, it, it brings back Cable. Like, oh. younger Cable. What? Yeah, he comes back from the future. He's like, we had to stop the events of the gala. Oh. I was like, cool, dope. Shows right. up. Moira and the Omega Sentinel and Nimrod take him down, but they don't kill him. Okay. Because if you kill him, there's a chance that other Cables will be alerted to that. <laughs> they'll show up. So they're like, can't do that. Put him on ice. Done. Uh-huh. Off the table. Um, if you were reading this and you weren't reading the Rogue and Gambit series, then you have no idea mm-hmm. that, that this conversation between Rogue and Destiny that's in this issue is being uh, um, developed uh. Uh, in another story, uh, which is a mini series um, in which Rogue and Gambit were sent out to get Manifold. Manifold is a key to this. Mm. Like he is key. If he falls, that's it. Okay. Like if like then humanity loses, according mm-hmm. to Moira. Like he's the problem. Okay. I'm like okay. So like now Rogue's mission is a lot more intense. Yeah. Um. So Destiny and Rogue have a big conversation about that. Uh, and uh, in which she says some cryptic things about like kings clashing in white, uh, black after the death of the Red Queen. Mm-hmm. I see a Jovian bolt from the heavens. I see stars ripped in half. Oh, I hear the poisoning lies of the false captain. Mm. His rank earned. I'm like, okay, the fool who speaks the truth will play the price. And Rogue's like, what? <laughs> which admittedly was me when I first read that. And uh-huh. I was like, all right. And he started like trying to pull it apart. You know, there's a couple of people who could fit the role of the Red Queen. Yep. Um, obviously, it could very easily be Kitty Pride, or it could be um, Mother Righteous. Yeah. Or it could be Jean Grey. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of people who could fit that role for sure. Um, but we're not gonna we're not here to really delve into that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate that uh, Duggan is carry on the Hickmanian um tradition of prophecy. Yes. Throughout. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how other people feel about this. I think some people are on board. Some people are like just done with X-Men as a whole. But I feel as though X-Men right now has felt a little closer to when it kicked off with Hickman mm-hmm. than it has in some recent times. Yeah. So th- it's a nice welcome back, even if we're coming to like this like crazy like, oh, my gosh, the fall of the House of X. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? Um, we were reminded, too, that um, something happened with Magic Sword that like or- Orcus has its hands in everything. And Orcus is like going to be the main foil of yeah. everyone. It's weird. It's um, not the old people who love plants. Should have been them. I just like them showing up. I know. Um, you know, Pogger Pog from uh, Ten of Swords and um, really just Ten of Swords. Fame, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the main villain for this Ooh. in that he attacks Game World, and it's it's really not a big deal. Okay. Um, he's there just to do something like you know it's just like oh we're doing something fine mm-hmm. whatever so the rest of the story can happen around it um, which is really that <clears throat> excuse me that Gene and Scott are having a rough. Yes, they are going through a patch. Um, and you know what, 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 like, 
How are they dealing with the recent issue with the brood? Um, the two of them have been kind of strained. They haven't really talked about it. Gene takes the opportunity after everyone leaves because they were going to the casino anyway to like blow mm -hmm. off some steam. Everyone kind of bails and they're like, cool, I guess we'll talk about it now. Huh. Okay, great. So they do. And um, Gene's leaving the X-Men. Okay. And she's like, and if you like want to, you should, you should follow us. Oh. Like, you should follow me. Like you shouldn't stay. Um, she mentions the fact that like, she's like, you know, I'm really proud of what you did, like what you've done here, like mm -hmm. building up the X-Men, like everything that you've done. She's like, I helped to build a whole world and you never set foot on it. Right. She's like, I think I went there one time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Like mm -hmm. it, it's, and I thought that was going one way. It's actually going a very different way in, in, in which that. Like, it's not about, like, her making things over him making things. Yeah. He's afraid of um, Araco Mars. Because he's like, if we tell humans that we could leave. Right. They're going to expect us to. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm going to be here to fight for mutantdom and for mankind. Yes. Like, to work together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's kind of cool, right? Like, we're in this instance where I'm like, you know elements of what she's saying totally makes sense but like scott isn't wrong yeah you know and he's he's almost more embodying the original dream yes. of xavier right so i'm like that's that's neat really yep. really enjoy it or like just enjoyed this conversation no clear villain no clear you know person who's in the right at all like yeah. just a complicated conversation between two people who have a deep relationship yes awesome um you know gene visits polaris and then we see that magic is visiting with sunfire because he's been charged with going into other world to get red root back oh. now do you remember who red root was vaguely red root was one of the um sword fighters for um Araka, yeah who got left with mad jim jaspers in the little jaw <laughs> yes and okay. he's going to go and and get her back okay and I'm like what what a random like thing to remember. What yeah. a dangling plot thread that you're like, don't forget that. I'm like, thank you. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, we also see a little blip in magic's abilities. Mm. So it's like, yep. All right, cool. And then our, our tease, like a, a fun, like months later, what yeah, X like, months later. Yeah. And I'm like, 10? dope. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm yeah. here for that. Like this issue, a little wheel spinny in terms of like, we get some action for the, the X-Men. Like, they do some stuff. Yeah. But really, that's not what it's about. Like, sure. You know, we bring back, a, like, a Pogger Pog. We, you know, mm -hmm. let Magic have fun conversations and what have you. But, like, really... Sounds like a lot happened, actually. It is, but it's not like you... I feel like the X-Men haven't... This team hasn't really had a chance to just be like, we're doing X-Men things. No. They do X-Men things, but really, it's because we need to tell you I about fear this. that that's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, I feel like this this group didn't really get a fair shake. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been so many good character moments. Yeah, that's that a good I, balance. Yeah, I kind of feel okay. Fair. So. Cool. Um, did you want to keep going with X-Men? Sure. We can talk about Sins of Sinister before the fall. Sinister 4, number one. Yeah. So Sin, uh, Sin, the X-Men before the fall is like the overarching title for this we've been talking about these before this one happens to be sinister four uh written by kieran gillen with art by paco medina so mm -hmm. you know it looks great amazing yep. it looks so good um this is the like kieran gillen just really likes to write about sinister <laughs> um no it, it's excellent because as we know there are four versions of sinister mm, right there's yeah. um orbis stellaris there's dr stasis there's mother righteous and mr sinister mr mm -hmm. sinister is currently in underneath Araco. yes um mother righteous has just returned 
along with everybody else, from the Sins of Sinister timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, she remembers all that. She shared that information. And she's kind of like getting her talents into like everything, yeah. right? Including wanting to be a part of Orcus, even though she helped out recently by like taking down Nimrod. Yeah. Nimrod's like, um, excuse me. Right. Um, but uh, Mr. Stasis, who is seemingly a sinister with an X gene. Yeah. And uh, fights for humanity. Uh, he's very interested in her mm. because he knows that she looks like like Nathaniel Essex's wife. Oh, right. Um, and so we get the backstory on that. We oh. get to you know learn about Rebecca and how a little bit about how the two of them got together mm-hmm. and, and uh, a hint at their relationship. And this is just one big date for these two. Okay, and that's what he does. He he asks her to come to dinner and and um, they they do it up and they talk about times past. They talk about plans for the future. Um, and you know, he asks for something specific. Now, admittedly, this issue should have come probably before another issue, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The last, I think it was Immortal X Men that came out. You could you could read it either way. This was kind of fun to be like, oh, okay, cool. It answered a question I had from the last issue. Whatever. Oh, cool. All right, great. Um, but like Stasis asks one specific thing. Like she's, he's like, you can get in with them, but you have to prove yourself in two ways. One, you gotta do this one thing he tells her what it is uh two you have to have a date with me uh-huh. and like earlier in the issue when you see the two of them back in the like the victorian era yeah um and he like proposes to her and he says like you know we're gonna have like a like an amazing life and all this stuff and she's like oh you asked for the moon she says that again she's like oh you asked for it again uh. but all right give me until morning we'll do that they had do the whole thing she goes off to to get what he asks for uh it in, it entails utilizing like a like long forgotten like death god that you can <laughs> see uh to open up what is essentially like the river sticks and she fights like what looks like charon but maybe not quite mm-hmm. um but he springs in action to save her because he's like i'm always he can't help himself like yeah. he is the more human side of stasis or of um nathaniel essex in fact he claims that uh while he has false memories like he's she, the he's the original right he believes that um and she helps to kind of correct that because she's like no see i have this book and she's been showing the other sinisters this book and the book mm. explains that it's like none of us are oh, nathaniel okay. essex made versions of us yes like post dealing with apocalypse okay um and he believes that he's like i'm all of the stuff that he purged like that was purged from him by apocalypse because he didn't want to remember. He didn't want to deal with the loss of his family. Like he couldn't handle, he couldn't let it go. And he's like, I am that. So he's like, I don't, I'm Dr. Stasis. I don't want things to change. Yes. And she's like, that's really not dealing with anything at all. Right. No, that's That's a great name. That's a great origin for his name. Right. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. Um, but he'll always be there to like save her because of who, like, he's like, I know you're not really her and I'm not really him, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, so, um, who does she bring to like what does she bring to him right yeah i want to know it's celine oh right i was like i forgot that they brought her back in yeah exactly that's how orcus asks her to come back Ah. as like a little bit of a plant okay orcus literally has its hands in everything right now and like it's very clear that uh, krakoa doesn't seem to know Right. And I, I kind of dig that. Like, it's going to be coming from all fronts. It, it's going to be a, a war on many fronts, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of it, you know, their their date ends. And, and she's essentially like, this is fine. Like, whatever. Like, I, you know, he he's like completely, you know, 
going to be infatuated with me and, and, and I'm going to use that to my advantage. Great. Um, he says that he doesn't know who Orbis Stellaris is. He didn't know there was a fourth one. Right. Uh, she's like, yeah, there is. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, but he did know. Mm. And in fact, the two of them are talking and like Stellaris is like, he, she's using you. And he's yeah. like, I know it's fine. Oh, all right. So everyone's on the same page, but also hiding it. from. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's also like some fun info dump pages in here. I love these because they're it's like chapter eight of the fall of the House of X uncorrected manuscript for review only. Ah. It's so freaking clever. This is part of the book that she shows him. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's just a lot going on in this issue. You know, if you just if you like Sinister at all, but like are looking for um, not not the sinister we've gotten so far. Uh, and you want to know a little bit more about Mother Righteous, trust me, this is a worthwhile read. It's written by Kieran Gillen, so it's expertly written. Yep. Um, the art is fantastic. Mm. It looks so good. It, it just looks so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Cool. Stuff. All right. Uh, speaking of X-Men, really quick, just, a, sure. just a, as a quick aside. Uh, today, the, the the illustrious Ryan Reynolds uh, revealed a, uh, a a sneak peek, if you will, sure. at both the updated Deadpool costume for Deadpool 3 and what Logan is going to look like, a.k.a. the Hugh Jackman character in Deadpool 3, who may or may not be the version that we all remember and love, or a totally new version, probably sure. more likely the latter. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, you know, hang out for a second. But in the meantime, there's only a, uh, and what I believe it is, is a cell phone pick of these actors in their costumes on their way, like to this, like through the set. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is what Wolverine is going to look like in the upcoming Deadpool 3 movie. It is clearly uh, based off of the Astonishing X-Men, John Cassidy design. Uh Uh, Thoughts? Uh, I mean, I didn't think I'd ever see Hugh Jackman in the yellow suit, but here we are. Yeah. I'm whatever. Like, I I didn't expect to get this, so I've got nothing to complain about. (laughs) No, I, I love it. I think it looks great. Like, I, I I had such a strong reaction to it that I, like, I wanted to know who the costume designer was in Deadpool 3 so that we could, like, demand that that person continues to work on other Marvel projects. Okay. Because um, it's just great. Like, I I love the, uh, you know, I, I love the color. You know, they're going full yellow with it. Yeah. Uh, I love the blue accents. I know a lot of people in the comments were complaining. Uh, not in these comments, but... No, I saw like, that people were like... Why is it brown? brown? I'm like, why does it need to be brown? Like, be- you know why it's not brown? Because Deadpool was created in the '90s, that's why. Like yeah. because it's the night because it's the it's the one that Ryan Reynolds remembers. Additionally, you know, we how many times has Wolverine been on screen not in this costume? Yeah. Or like in any of like the yellow based costumes, it's just funny to hear people like finally get it and then still complain. Right. But I think no matter what, even if it was the brown one, people have been like, I I thought I think I can't believe they did the brown before the yellow one. Yeah. You know, it's just like what a shame. But uh, that I said, I can't believe the brown one before the blue one. I can't believe that. Yeah, like yeah, it's just once you have something, mm-hmm. it's a, instead of having this or nothing, it's like a, oh, but we could have had that. Yeah, like once you put that out there, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It's cool. They like, got the shoulder things. They got like a, a, there's so much right about it. I'm very okay with all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just I was just really excited about it. I was like, that's really cool, and I was really thrilled that it exists. Yeah, much less that it's like in this incarnation I, um 
Similarly, I really like Deadpool's suit as well. Yeah, it looks good. I, you know, I even like the fact that it's the brown belt. Yeah, the brown belt. Like the fact they both have belts. The fact that Hughes is has an X on it. Yes. Deadpool's has the Deadpool logo. Like yep. it differentiates them, but also there's like a unity. There's like a cohesion between them that really works that you'd right. expect from like this kind of universe. I, I'm I'm very I'm very okay with. I this. like the um I like the saturation too. Now of course this is a cell phone pic, so of it course. may not end up looking like this 100% color palette wise in the movie. Yeah, the movies are color graded. Uh-huh. They're shot like in like a log format, and then well, and who knows? Maybe there's a CG version of it that they're going to use that when he's doing action and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no idea. But like I really like how saturated they are. They're they're bright. They're colorful. Yeah. you know. There was a little bit of complaint about the sleeves. Uh, I like I I didn't notice them until I saw complaints. I, I'm okay with the one way or the other. Like I'd be cool with them if they weren't sleeves. I'd be okay. I, I I'm cool with it because there are sleeves. I like it all. It, it's I just, have a question about that. Yeah, the, I, I've seen ahead. the John Cassidy version without sleeves, uh, and it looks like you could have them or not. I like them because here's what I like. Uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't have to do like an insane body regimen to do right, it. Right, right, uh, right. Or he could, and they shoot like a scene where he's like, you know, roided out or whatever. Right. Um, and then the rest of it, he doesn't have to. You know, he only has to like torture his body a little bit in order to get like the one shirtless scene. Right, right. Uh, well, I was yeah. wondering. No, okay. I think it's fine. I was just wondering. I sometimes he does a lot of musical theater. I don't know if he's in anything right now. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if that was part of it, too, where mm. it's like if he's committed to another project, he can't be jacked. Right. He can't be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I don't know. And then like go back to. Exactly. But uh, I'm just excited about that. I think it's great. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do, too. I, I like it quite a bit. I, you know, I, I was surprised that they leaked that. But I guess at the same time, they're like just. It, this is the- there were a couple of pictures of the Deadpool suit that were leaked photos, and I think that this was a way for him to get around it. Sure, I, it's almost it's kind of fun little like stealth marketing too. Yeah, to remind people like, hey, this movie exists. Really- we're still working on it. It's still happening. Exactly, especially in the wake of um, some you know recent movies not doing so well. Most of them, yeah, um, and you know not you know generating as much hype. So I, I could definitely see them like trying to sneak it in and keep it more like a through line as opposed to just like, wham, it's out. Right. Here's everything about it a week before it comes out. And then it, and then it's it also is. Ryan Reynolds. He clearly has a specific way in which he thinks that marketing tree run. Yep. And he's I like he's it. not wrong, by the way. <laughs> uh, Paul Williams. I, I hope you're both well. He said that already. Steampunk oh. uh, recently finished Hickman's secret warriors. And it was a good, as good as I expected. I recommend it if you haven't read it. Yes, we read it. Uh, and we have like three copies of it. Uh, <laughs> Paul Williams was disappointed to find out the new Alex Ross to fantastic four book was a paperback instead of a hardcover. Makes me wish Marvel stepped up their game and did more hardcovers like DC who do really nice ones. Uh, I disagree. I think uh, DC's hardcovers are very cheap. And uh, just made but at least to they get make them. They do make them. Marvel does not believe in hardcovers. And if that's... if that's the case, I think Marvel should just partner up with IDW and let IDW just make their hardcovers for them. Since IDW does those like art, those large artist editions for them, like there is a working relationship. Mm-hmm. Just let someone else do it. You know, if you, clearly, if you don't believe in it, although I think that the guy who was in charge who would make those kinds of decisions isn't there anymore. Now I'm kind of like, well, why haven't you pe- stepped up as a publisher? Because that's what you've always been. And like, I'm sick of these publishers pretending they don't publish books. Uh, <laughs> Lenny Laserdiscs, uh, Comic Pop, uh, glad to hear you both. I'm formerly Beeper Leaper. Hey, I know. Hey. Had a rough month, but I'm catching up. Uh, back up with comics. Got a huge stack to read. Thank nice. you both. Thank you, uh, former don't, Beeper Leaper. Don't let that stack scare you. Just jump into it. Yeah, just read whenever you can. 
Uh, I am Awakeify. Glad to catch another live show. Tiffany, have you considered or played Remedies, Alan Wake, or Control Games? We've played both. Uh, might be worth looking into. Heard rumor that he could be working on a Doctor Strange. I would love that. Control is... I mean, like, I love Alan Wake. Don't get me wrong. We played... I, I played, played the original, and then I played the remaster. The remaster... If you have a choice, play the remaster. Personally, for me, the controls on that game, way better. And Control, I want to go back, because we played it on my PC, which could not handle any of the fancy bells and whistles but like that game deserves to look as good as all that that mm -hmm. game is so good yeah this game is so good it's like dread but like the supernaturally you know like twin peaks and yes. sort of yeah you played that on stream i believe yeah 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 oh yeah some good music in that game too uh girk pectus it really annoys me that night terrors had to add the sandman lore with the nightmare stone why not just use the dream stone even if it reminds us of world war woman 84 couldn't care less we haven't even gotten into that <laughs> uh, morris fraser sal let's talk about strippers uh index uh tiffany um do you have something to tell your wife lol <laughs> fair enough you're allowed it's okay yeah you, you, uh, you, you, my understanding is look but don't touch exactly so i don't know whatever you look all you want <laughs> yeah uh john no no interest uh, john Cotta, <laughs> a gbu on marvel uk would be amazing just for ben and ethan's reactions to dragon's claws or death's head ha 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 uh, yeah, I'd love to see all of my team's uh, reactions to those. Lenny Blazerdisc's favorite and least favorite live adaptation of a comic book suit. Um, I mean, the Deadpool suit's pretty fantastic. I love the Homecoming suit from Spider-Man. Yeah, it's good. Favorite adi live adaptations of a comic book suit outfit. Ooh. I don't know. I must have one. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it for a minute. Yeah, and Gurk Pectus, did you see the Gremlin show? It's a lot of fun. No, I haven't watched it. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, anything no i got nothing it'll come to me later uh, i also love the iron man suit like before it becomes a uh, goop i love it yeah, before it's, it's nanotech where it's like oh everything's nanotech cool that saves you some time i guess everything yeah uh, uh daredevil 13 chips at asking marco Cicchetto. daredevil walks uh into the realm of the beast uh with his father in tow he gets a cool god inspired white suit uh and fights the sister of the beast and the beast himself to save the souls of boggy nelson and crew I thought that meant that they get to go to heaven, but no, they literally get to walk out of a cave and save themselves and live forever or, and live on Earth. Yay. Um, wrapping up the series. Uh, it's it's not over yet, but it's getting there. Boxing ring? No, oh. that would be really cool, but it, it it's not. He does pull literal swords out of his head, though. It's fine. I loved this series. I recognize how much I liked about this issue in particular. The art's fantastic. The pacing is really good. I really enjoy uh, Matt's internal monologue. I think the writing is fine. It's just utter. It's just unfortunately forgettable. And that's saying something when Daredevil is literally fighting demons in like the nether realm. But uh, I think that it, you know, that's enough of Daredevil fighting demons. Like I've had enough of that. I'm just kind of tired okay. at this point. Um, you want to talk about Phantom Road? Did you read Phantom Road? I, if I want to bring up something, I'll bring up something. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, Night Terrors, uh, getting into Night Terrors, I believe, right? Yes, that we're here. That's what we're here for. That's what we're right? here that's... for. Uh, let's start with First Blood. That makes sense. That's the first one. Exactly. Joshua Williamson, Howard, Par Howard Porter. Uh, this is the beginning of a two-month-long uh, DC Comics. I, I, I think that they're calling it a mini event because it's only two months. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the checklist, it's anything but. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, introducing us to the uh, the concept, the premise, uh, steeped in continuity because it's written by Williamson. So he knows what's been going on. Yep. Uh, literally, they reference 
the books that he's either reading or writing. Like mm-hmm. Superman refers to what's going on in his book. He references what Batman's doing. Wonder Woman doesn't have a book, so don't worry about it. She does, but like, you know, whatever. Who cares? It's ending. Uh, so we can reboot it. And uh, yeah, we're and, and if you've uh, if you caught our show, you should uh, all stars with Joshua Williamson himself and myself talking about this book and more. We talk about writing and comic books and favorite things and collecting. Uh, if you haven't already watched that show, you should. But I think we've teased it so much. And I was like, I, so I read it and there were no surprises because I've like right. heard about this book for the last like three months. Um, so, yeah, it, this book introduces you to the concept. What do you think? Um. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. What, what, can I get what your general vibe was? I dug it. Okay. I think it's cool. It's certainly, you know, regardless of the checklist issue, I, I yes. you know, I can differentiate between like my issues with marketing and my interest in a comic book. Yes. Um, again, there were no twists and turns for me because I knew what was going on. Right. So I wasn't like, whoa. But I think if I didn't know anything about it, okay. I would have been a lot more surprised by any twists and turns, sure. you know, like, about dr destiny and his use and whether he was alive or not and mm-hmm. how that happened and this introduced this introduction of a new villain uh and i feel like the new villain was introduced because they didn't want to use dr destiny yeah uh and because then also we have our own original villain sure but i don't really care about dr destiny and i like to preserve him like i want to keep him in you know i like him in the justly cartoon and i like him in vertigo and sandman so it's like don't use him for this or use him only as like a thing, like a like a gateway to something else. Uh, I also, uh, unlike some of our esteemed uh, viewers, I love the use of the crystal from. Uh, uh, from no, that. I I do too. Um, it's a little, it was a little wink and nutty. Yeah. Like, but oh, like, very much. A little like, yeah, ha, 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 brother and sister. I'm like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I got you. I'm, I'm with mm-hmm. you. Um, no, this um. There was there were some real highs for me and some real like mess for me. Yeah. Like just the myths, like there was like what were some myths. Some myths for me were um, uh, insomnia himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty milk toast. Wasn't wasn't like I mean it's I'm first meeting him, so maybe I should give him a chance to let, let him get his little feeties wet, and then yeah. I'll, and I'll make a call. But like I was just like, oh okay. Oh, you know what it is? Doctor Destiny is so scary because like I first met Doctor Destiny, I didn't even remember him from the cartoon, but like I definitely met him in Vertigo, and he is. He's really scary. He's a scary man. Well, and I think that's probably the thing, right? It's well, like, it's like if like, Dr. Destiny were to attack the Justice League in his fashion, like from Sandman, this would be a very different kind like, of book. Admittedly, he's scary there because there he's in Vertigo. He's in a Vertigo book. Yeah. So he's like extra scary. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, this this one's fast paced, of course, because it has one issue to set up this entire thing before it goes into a bunch of like little tiny issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the goods for me. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. This had like it was like biting into a big old piece of nostalgia. Even if I didn't like read comics back when like these types of events were going on, yeah. Right? Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't even or, no comics existed. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> had a lot of doing catching up. But like it has a nostalgia feel, and I and like I couldn't help but think of some other events that I've read that picked up for myself. Like that one we. It's not even an event, but like the Batman Dead Man book. Yes. Like, it not like I'm saying it's taken from that because it's not. It's not the no. same thing. Just because Batman and Dead Man are in this book doesn't not, mean that they're going to refer to that. Not, Although I think he, he there's a little behind the scenes thing. He did read Batman Dead Man sure. before doing this. Yeah. Um, I did ask if the clown was going to come back. He's like, no, no, the clown will not come the back. The clown should be the villain. I anyway, agree. um, but but like it feels nostalgic without feeling trite or dated. 
yeah like and like there was just like it I, as i was reading it i, I, I was trying to put into words what i was feeling and i was like it's almost like a chewiness mm-hmm. there's like this like little chewy how to it like i'm just like it's got a good bite yeah it's got a good mouthfeel yeah. um there, there's something about it that i I, I really just felt comfortable in yes. while also like, oh, okay. I don't know necessarily where this is going. Yep. Um, I do wish that more of the event was just this mm-hmm. because I, I, I enjoyed it because this is right up my alley. It's scary. It's spooky. There's yeah. like, you know, crazy stuff happening again, maybe not the biggest fan of the main villain. Um, but a lot of the concepts here, I'm like, this is neat. The idea of, you know, not having control of your nightmares or your nightmares being, you know, put, I, I, I think that's, that's, that's cool fun yeah. stuff for me. Right. Like I love Silent Hill too. That's all about like your inner demons and your nightmares. Like cool. Awesome. Like comes to life. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of like, that can be played with here. Uh, the nightmare stone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I, I, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. It's a MacGuffin to make this story. Which happen. is fun, Which is by the way, in keeping with every like, annual dc event that we've yeah. ever covered you know the eclipso diamond you know darkman's within armageddon 2001 bloodlines yes. etc is of course from somebody who read those books back in the day and i'm talking about williamson on this one like there is there is a preservation of the characters and 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 you know all the tie-ins can do whatever they want mm-hmm. and it doesn't affect the main story but will only deepen it as we will establish with batman mm-hmm. um because that's the other one we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about joker or black adam or ravager or anything like that because i don't know about you i didn't read any more of them um but that's what's so wonderful is that like i can pick and choose i, I kind of wish i had them. a chance to grab the poison ivy one and i think honestly like you had mentioned this before that you wish more events or you need to bring back the annual event right? yeah which like, we basically did and that's really what this should have been because, but it also like, put the brakes on every other book i know but like if they had um made this more annual yes. i think people would feel like I don't know, more inclined. I think so. Because an annual is technically within the run of the book, but not really. It's an yeah. annual. It's a little different. Well, it's an opportunity to jump onto a book yeah. if you want to. No, I think approachability-wise, you know, if you had, like, your regular scheduled Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, Justice League or Titans books yeah. coming out, and then, like, every week there was a new Night Terrors that also came out, I think people would be a lot more inclined to check this out. Problem is, they wouldn't because it wouldn't feel like it mattered right it feels skippable and so you can't have both yeah and putting the brakes on the entire run and doing this instead and it's only two months like so basically two issues Mm -hmm. of books um not including the bi-weekly ones right um it's it's a strategy and i appreciate that at least there's any strategy being incorporated by this company at all much less that it's one uh, like we'll decide if it is a winning strategy right i I mean i i appreciate the fact that regardless of how it seems to be marketed it is an opportunity for people to try new creative teams and to just jump into a single story without having to have read all the books that preceded 100%. that story yep. so like I, i'm like that's kind of neat it's an opportunity for you to go like all right do i like this sure all right maybe i'll go and grab some of the other issues in this run even if it has nothing to do with exactly the storyline yeah. maybe i like this team so that's really cool yep. um but like you know this first was it night terrors first night yeah first blood first night first first blood first blood it's called first blood yes it's not first night no oh okay um <laughs> has like it's just it's just it was fun it was fun and i i was surprised at how much i ended up enjoying it yeah i really enjoyed the art too yeah howard porter does a nice job with this uh, i liked it a lot because it made it feel more nostalgic mm-hmm 
and gritty. And you know, this is supposed to be a scary book. And so like maybe, you know, some things are supposed to be a little more exaggerated or ridiculous because you're also in a dreamscape or like at times in a dreamscape. Style exactly. Thing. So it's like, for me, it fit. It really worked well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, though, overall. Uh, getting into Night Terror's Batman number one from Joshua Williamson and Guillaume March. Which, by the way, I appreciate the fact that the end of the other oh my book God. was like, the beginning of this, this book. Never yeah. read this book. I was like, oh, all right. I guess that's the one I should read then. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because, like, I don't, I think I remember I read them one after the other and I was surprised by how much, I was surprised by how much crossover there was between this and the first issue. But then it was like, oh, but the same writer was for both these books. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, this is, you know, this is Batman's story. And there's only two issues. So this is the first one, 50% over. Yeah, and I enjoyed some of this. Yes. I didn't enjoy all of this issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked a lot of the visuals early on. Yeah. Um, But, like, the second half of it kind of unraveled for me a yeah. little bit. It, kind of, it feels like it got away from itself mm-hmm. a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't... Uh... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Batman versus Insomnia in his own way, where he's like, ha I figured this out. I actually liked it when uh, when things like when, when, when the script got flipped, because, you know, the whole thing is about Batman kind of like being we think that Batman's being or rather Insomnia thinks that Batman's being taken for a ride. Uh-huh. And he's not. Uh, I do love the the Batman dead man uh, aspect where he's like, I can't wake up because dead man's in my body. Damn it. You promised I, you wouldn't let me, you wouldn't invade my body again. Right. Um, but Batman like addressing all of the tropes that insomnia could use yes. and being like, what are you doing? Like scarecrow's done this like yeah. a thousand times. Like what, what kind of pointing out like, what exactly do you bring to the table? Insomnia yeah. he doesn't insomnia doesn't, answer well, that question well it's interesting as well because he like he specifically mentions the theater and i was like that's really funny like, oh my god again he's like, and he's like i i i just did this <laughs> like i literally just did this like twice yeah twice we did three jokers and joker war and we've done I, with the i've theater. been here recently i'm i'm good yeah but him bringing up uh selena yeah was really cool i really like that moment too because it's like that's that's what you know you're really upset about mm-hmm. uh then he <laughs> And then he coughs up the bat, which we've seen in like art that they released for this book. And I had no problem with that vision, the visual of it coming out of him. I was like, that's amazing. I love that. The idea of him birthing this thing. This is like the bat birthing Batman. Yes. That's great. And then it had a big gun on its face. And I was like, okay, yes, we saw Chainsaw Man. Uh, Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was the point. I was like, okay. mm Mm-hmm. Um, but shooting him with his gun face co- transforms him into another Batman. Yeah. Uh, and and that Batman will enter the cave of his mind and, and you know, see what's going on. Right. Uh, the, the ending of it does feel like it just kind of stops. Like we ran in a room mm. where, you know, Bruce is in the same is in the is in the footsteps of, uh, of Joe Chill. Yes. And just kind of like it just kind of stops. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger, but. I don't know. Maybe it was the art. I don't. I don't know. But it well, felt like that's like oh, it's like almost a cowboy bebop homage. Right that's at the fair. End. Yeah, bang. <laughs> and yeah, but uh, it doesn't say see you, bat boy. <laughs> oh, they should have. Uh, no. Uh, and then there was the Robin backup, which I barely read and couldn't care less. Uh, as long as it doesn't end up being that Damien's going to be the um, hero. Yeah, of this. course he will. I really hope not. I was like, n- no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think it is. I, uh, I, I, I no. Basically, they, they you know Damien gets woken up and. Uh, and I was like, okay, 
I, I, the art was cutesy and fun. Uh, David LaFuente did, not, did, a, did, a, did the job that he was paid to get to do. I'm not going to say that he did a great job because I couldn't care less about the art in that story. Uh, but it, it, it existed. Yeah. It, just, it needed to stop. It didn't need that. Like that backup, I was like, damn it. I agree. But also, like, where else is it going to go? Because we needed it, apparently. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, I enjoyed it. Overall, I enjoyed it. I... This one was not as strong as First Blood. No. Uh, and while, but I am curious about the exploration of Bruce in Joe Chill's feet. Sure. Or shoes. But I also don't think that it's going to accomplish anything. Because, of course, it won't. But, like, you know, whatever. I um I, I think this is going to be one of those that folk will discover later on. Yes. And they'll they'll probably enjoy it more then. Agreed. Like this this whole thing. I, I think, this, again, there's just general fatigue. But then mm-hmm. when the trade comes out, people might be like, hey, you know what, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. And I think people are going to remember it and enjoy it when they check it out in the secondary market. Maybe. Uh, Girk Pectus says, uh, I laughed so hard when Batman threw up a bat with a gun for a head and night terrors. It was dumb, but we've all had nightmares that are dumb, so I like it. I agree. I think I liked the design and I think seeing it in this, I was like, yeah, that's still consistent. Okay. I thought it was kind of neat. I, I didn't love it, but I also didn't think it was stupid. Like I didn't hate it. And it, I think it has everything to do with the art. I think it's just the execution. Okay. Cause it is just the marriage of the two things that no, make Batman who he is. I was like, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, cat lawyer defense for treats says i struggled with the art night terrors maybe heavier inks or moody colors i like howard porter's art but this felt off also confusing numbering it is it is very stylized but again for me it worked good because it's like it's they're really leaning into the horror elements Mm -hmm. and the the nightmare elements of it and you know nightmares are often depicted as like you know sleep just just slightly off ethereal yeah yeah uh atomica I feel like this would uh, have been a perfect fifth week event. I, it could hit, have space to exist, and it wouldn't kill the momentum of Dawn of DC. Yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, I, I, I keep forgetting about the fact that it, we are in like an initiative. And uh, yeah, so. I mean, I guess they're trying to, it's summer, you know, some f- like folk have more time to read and some folk are going to be away. So maybe they're just trying to get folk into the stores. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah probably and comic junkie with a super chat thank you very much for your help so uh, comic junkie we do appreciate your support um but yeah uh let's talk about some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out right yeah let's do okay. it sorry i was reading something that says like i can't help but think of gun devil from chainsaw man i haven't read chainsaw man but we i invented gun yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> in the streams you should watch on twitch.tv <laughs> slash comic pop um night terrors number one officially comes out this tuesday that is to say tomorrow or today if you're watching the show after the fact um but yeah that's the first issue of night terror so first blood was like the alpha issue and then night terrors number one will begin and then great we'll, we'll we'll go from there awesome. uh i'm gonna check that out me too and we'll see where it goes um uh, <laughs> you know and then there's a host of uh, of other tie-ins there's a robin one which i was like well that's where you put the robin back up yeah, yeah. Uh, green lantern uh, i don't know if i'm gonna read it shazam you know uh the flash is getting one as well uh, uh danger street number seven Ooh, is coming Zatanna's out is getting one Zatanna's getting one of course it's from uh, i believe from culver and company Interesting. uh, uh danger street's coming out and check that out uh obviously i need to read the entire series because i've just been skipping it but i know it's great so just def- definitely read that book as well um uh wow yeah um uh, there's more dark ride uh, i enjoyed the first six issues i think you will as well if you like horror especially um 
Fallen Friend, The Death of Miss Marvel number one comes out. Obviously, I won't be picking that up because uh, it's exploitative and uh, cash grab entirely. But don't forget Wednesday, Turtles and Stranger Things number one is coming out. I'm going to pick that up. Uh, I was given another free copy, but I will obviously pick up a hardcover copy because I like it enough. Um, and I think that is probably it. Uh, obviously, Amazing Spider-Man's coming out. not picking that up. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, all right. So I'm going to be grabbing Immortal X-Men number 13 mm-hmm. because, yeah, me. Uh, I probably also check out X-Force. This one I'm like going back and forth on, um, you know, picking yeah. up and not picking up. But I'm, I'm going to go for it again. Uh, keep checking that out. Rogan Gamut number five. I think Final issue. This is it. Yeah. I think this is it. I, I, I hate this not tab things. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get the tabs, please? Yep. Thank you. Um, I'm also, thank you very much. I wanted to see. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's the Stephanie Phillips um, series, which we'll hopefully we'll find out what's going on with Manifold. I have a feeling it's probably not going to um, go well for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, I'm going to be picking up, or I've, I'm not picking up because I already read it, but you can grab uh, The Hunger and the Dusk, number one. That's the IDW uh, fantasy story I talked about earlier mm-hmm. in this episode. A Gargoyle's Dark Age is number one. I, we're doing another series. Uh, Greg Weissman uh, getting in there this time. I think this one's set in the past. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, so like that's kind of cool. I, I yes, thank yes. you very much. I will I will hundred percent be buying that and reading it. Uh, you know, it's a different different dynamic for that group mm-hmm. for certain. So that that's exciting for me. And I feel like there was something else I saw down here when you were scrolling past, mm. and I just can't see it now. And that that's okay. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fine. Uh, the other thing that's coming out is a trade paperback of the uh, series from Jordan Blum and Pat Oswalt called Minor Threats, which uh, if you haven't already checked out our uh, chat with both Pat Oswalt and Jordan Blum, uh, we talk a little bit about their series, Minor Threats. Feels like a uh, kind of it's it's not it's not too dissimilar from like if the Flash's rogues had their own universe and uh, it was about them. And it's just a really fun kind of like story about these characters and really fun kinetic art. You're really going to enjoy it. If you, if you like that kind of thing, um, very easy to get into, uh, and, uh, and, and very like irreverent style humor. So, which of course, how could you, uh, what w- would you expect any less? So check out Minor Threats as well. I believe the trade comes out on Wednesday, but uh, keep your eyes out for that. That's awesome. Uh, I'm also going to check out, I think Antarctica number one, because, mm. We all know my fascination with <laughs> snowy horror. Yes. And that's what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Although it looks like it might be more conspiracy stuff, but yeah, uh, worth I'll, looking I'll at. at least look at it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll peek I'll, at I'll it. give it a peek. Take a peek. Why not? And uh, let's see. I believe that's it. So we want to thank you all so much for Wait, hanging out with us. Oh, yeah, about Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, Secret Invasion. Oh, my God. I forgot about Secret Invasion. That's That seems to be pretty indicative of uh, Secret Invasion, is that I completely forgot about it. Uh, it's in the title, so I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's in the title. Um, people are here for that. Yeah, except all right. Except the, like, few people who just slipped out. Yeah. <laughs> they were not here for Secret Invasion. No, they weren't. Well, they're, they're the scrolls, or maybe they're not. Oh. Uh. Whatever they are, they're flat leavers. They bailed. Um, but yeah, so, uh, okay. Secret Invasion. All right. Um, new show from Disney+. Plus. We're about halfway through. Yeah. So, uh, with that in mind, you know, obviously we don't have the full picture, the full scope of Secret Invasion. We don't know where it's all going to go, but we can at least talk about how the first three episodes... Uh, fared yes um i think because it's a disney plus show 
And because it was part of the first rollout, like we had heard the explanation for like what we would, what shows were coming. And we knew about Secret Invasion. I, I had some expectations and those expectations were that we weren't going to get any superheroes and that it wasn't going to really connect to the Marvel universe. And we were really uh, rewarded for those expectations because it's mostly about this, like it's this story and it's, it is, it has ties to the larger MCU, but it is very focused on uh, hell, a two block radius, uh, seemingly at times London and, uh, Chernobyl. Uh, but yeah, overall, um, I think that the acting is very strong in this show. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, nearly everyone is doing a phenomenal job, or those newcomers to the to the to the scene are doing as as phenomenal a job as they are capable of giving. Um, otherwise, it is a uh, highly forgettable series that doesn't really add anything, despite it being an opportunity to contribute greatly to the larger cosmos and grounded MCU as a whole. Okay. The more I thought about it, the more I feel like it does actually add some some good background world building. Mm. Like would like you were, we're talking about Nick Fury being yes. like, you know, like the, how he became Nick Fury? Well, and just like him like he's always doing something. Like Nick Fury's <laughs> always got something going That's on. That's true. And it's like we really don't see that. He made the Avengers and well, I don't really think we're seeing that either in this show. Yeah, we think, seem reacting to a lot of things. Right, but like you know, he's he just flipped. He came back. You know, but like this is the type of stuff that I expect Nick Fury to be doing. Yeah, right. Like, this version of Nick Fury seems to be like I definitely know everything that's going on, but I also don't. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm dealing with you know shape changing aliens. You know, yeah, I, I appreciate it for for showing Nick A out of his element a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also just giving him something to do. Right. That isn't just being a, a well, well, well. I'm adding you <laughs> to the Avengers. Yeah, he's not just a post-credit scene anymore. So I, I, I like it quite a bit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have really fallen into just enjoying the overall like sort of aesthetic of this show. I still wish they pushed some of those shadows a little more. I yeah, it it's Disney darker, Plus, man. But it could also be our TV. Right. I realize that we do need a new TV. I I should try to watch it on something else to see how I react to that. Um, But, you know, it's it's trying to be moody. You know, it's it's pushing the envelope, certainly, of what you could expect from a Disney Plus show. And I think overall, you know, like when you compare it to the roster of Disney Plus shows, they all feel WandaVision does not feel like. Winter Soldier doesn't feel like yeah. uh, Loki doesn't mm-hmm. feel like what if it doesn't, you know, and it was only until we got to Moon Knight, which I fully admit is its own show and does have its own tone and feel and vibe. Yeah. So I do appreciate that for that. This is not that it's mm-hmm. not just like it's not like what I feel I I get from a lot of streaming shows, streaming original shows mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, another one, mm-hmm. another one like this. Cool. No, this is it's, it has its own identity. Certainly. Sure. And uh, which is funny. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's funny. The, we see a lot of like, obviously, even the picture we pulled up, like Nick Fury. And I am glad that he's in it. And I'm glad that, you know, like I said, like it seems to be establishing that, like, look, he does do things that yeah. aren't just Avengers related. Um, but it's not really a show about him necessarily. No. Like he's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it really is about like the scrolls, their own infrastructure, their own, you know, culture and, and you know, trying to locate a home and all of that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there is something kind of cool there. And, and I think it's actually better suited to this format than a movie. Yeah. I disagree. I think this should have been a movie. 
Okay, but I, I, I you know, that's just mm-hmm. different opinions. I know, that's sure. why I said it. I mean, you're wrong, but, you okay. know. <laughs> no, I, I just like the, the fact that we get an opportunity to um, make it a little more complicated mm-hmm. um, and, and have people, you know, change sides, change opinions as, like, would be in a spy type yeah. thriller. Um, but about an entire people right instead of like trying to villainize or not you know, I, I i just i i like it as a show yeah uh, yeah especially because I, I feel like it, you wouldn't be able to get a sequel out of a secret invasion movie. i don't want a secret but invasion if, sequel either yeah, but, I, but, but I, I you know my my issue is my only reason why i wanted to be a movie is because i want the episodes slash overall show to, to be shorter i think that the uh the pacing is at times bad or at the very least sluggish mm. and i feel like you know, there are scenes that uh, the writers and showrunner are patting themselves on the back for like accomplishing mm-hmm. where they're like, we have really we really achieved a very adult feeling spy thriller. Uh-huh. And it is not like it is just it is the it is the window dressing of a spy thriller where like characters will go to a room and then and it'll be dark and there'll be some seedy things happening and they will say things that we've already established and already know and the characters are already aware of. And so I'm like, that's cool that you did that, but like we did it already like three times now. Like, I guess. no I one's getting no new information is being conveyed more than once in any episode. So like we get new information, and then it is reiterated until the show is over, and then a new episode we get new information. That information is reiterated by by different characters until the episode's over. And I'm like, could we? try i don't you know i i don't really i i didn't notice that Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's i don't know if that's there necessarily um like you know sometimes you do have to you know you have like one especially with the spy thing where it's like here's the one version of the information the next person's like but the real information is actually i i i agree with that i just don't think that that's happening okay uh but you know it doesn't say that i'm bored like i i i am critical of the show Right. Let's put it that way. That's fine. But I also don't think that it is uh, worthless. Right. You know, I don't think it's like uh, there are some there, there's uh, yeah, there's some projects from Marvel where I'm like, why did you bother? With right. This? And this is not one of them. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, we also get to firmly establish Sonya Fallsworth in the MCU, which I do appreciate. She's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah Olivia Coleman's great. Yep. Uh, uh, for me, Ben Mendelsohn is like the standout. Like I love. Well, it's his show. I it think. is his show. But I, but I honestly really enjoy how he and Sam Jackson play off of one another. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's, it feels like a very lived in relationship yes. between the two of them. I agree. And I, that's just, you know, two strong actors mm-hmm. being able to create that um air about them absolutely really great yeah uh but over you know but like even the 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 cameos we've gotten which of course like this show should lend itself to like a thousand cameos uh on one hand i think in one reality i would appreciate the restraint the show has for not Mm -hmm. indulging too much on the other i feel like they front-loaded it like we got martin freeman and kobe smolders in both like in one episode and then unceremoniously off them and it's like okay and then but if they don't come back in either scroll or real form in the next in the rest of the show I think that's a failure. I think that's like a, I think it's a waste. I don't think it's failure. I think it's a waste of those actors and that and those characters and doesn't really indulge in like, what were they doing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like was one a scroll? One was a scroll definitively, but how long were they a scroll? What were they doing? You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just waiting for that kind of shoot a drop. Um, Rhodey as well. Was he a scroll? There's conjecture uh, out there that uh, because he referred to Fury as Nick, 
that the roadie we had in that wonderful scene between the two of them was yeah. a scroll, which would be fine with me. Again, how long has he been a scroll? Right. Uh, well, this is, you know, this is like affording a great opportunity for them to potentially make up for some mistakes. Yes. Where they, you know, off some people maybe they shouldn't have off mm-hmm. um, in past movies or, or shows. Oh, and, and I don't, but I, and we only have three, when we, we, we have a full half show left. So I'm like hoping that we get that. But also, but like, they may not, well, no, I think that they could set it up where they're like, we don't have to establish that now now we we're just going to do it we they might just be opening the door be like we can open the door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see what happens that's true that's true i'd be okay with that mm-hmm. uh but i but i also want that to i'm i fear we're gonna get a moon knight ending where like super scroll is gonna have to fight somebody like mm-hmm. like like real war machine or something and it's you know what i mean it's gonna be a big silly cg fight that we'll being say. said war machine will look great because it'll be metal and i'm okay with that right. because he doesn't get a nano suit thank god uh but yeah i uh overall you know uh i'm i'm enjoying it while it's happening like when i'm when it's going on i'm like i'm i'm in it's like there and there's standout moments in the yeah. show where i'm like yeah but then when it's over i'm like eh. like i don't feel i don't i don't want you know what i mean like there's some shows where it's like we got to see the next episode mm-hmm. this is not one of those shows where I'm like, oh crap! When's the next episode? Coming I mean, out? I I'm not like you know, clamoring. I'm not like checking the the calendar to see when the next one's coming <laughs> out, but I am looking forward to it 100. Like I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely want to. I'm glad the when one. there's a new one, but I'm never waiting for it. Okay. You know, but I hear you. I, I hear you. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we just saw like a like about 20 minutes of Terminator Genesis, which I'd never saw and promised I wouldn't. Uh, which is like yet another vehicle that Emily Clark tries to get into. And I feel bad because like, she seems like such a delightful young lady and I want her to succeed, but I don't know if she is great. Like, I don't know if she's a very good actor. You can't judge her from that. You no, can't no. Judge I've seen her in a lot of that. things now. Oh, oh, oh. And I feel like it's I the same it. overall. Well, I, I've only seen, I, I, I saw her in this and yeah. that and you know some of game of thrones as well and you know i have no problem with her i think she's I, that's the thing i i want <laughs> i want to like her or to you know she she did a little voice in terminator where she tries to sound a little bit like lynn hamilton which i'm like hey good yeah. for you um i wish that i wish she was in more of it okay so we could see that and I think b- b- because the things that we're getting of her are like tropish. Right. You know, she's the daughter of the main character. She's the person. She's the thing that he is fighting for. You know, she's a she's not she, she wants is. agency, but she's not really getting it, you mm-hmm. know, and like. Ugh. Like I and that was all my own personal uh, 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 expectations. Like I thought she was gonna be the scroll queen. So I'm like yes doesn't mean she couldn't be i i and i think she might be i think yeah. she still might be despite what happened in the last episode <laughs> but um but i i wonder if it'll be a realistic turn like i hope that the whole thing is a subterfuge but i wonder mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be more like having gone through what happened in the first three episodes i am now this um, we'll yeah. see but uh I, yeah she's also in solo and i liked her in that don't forget she could also be a, a it could be a different iteration of that character because that, they tend to just do that. They just be like, "This is your name. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what history is in the comics. We're mm-hmm. gonna make it a different history." For oh, you. it's not her name in this. It's it's a whole made up name. But uh, well, no, I know, but she could change her name. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. 
but yeah, she was she was great in Solo. I like uh, I'm turning I'm coming around on Solo. <laughs> Are you? I, I am. I it's, haven't thought about that movie since we saw it. I would like there's a there's a great deep fake on uh, YouTube of making him into Harrison Ford, and I'm oh, thinking, and it looks great, okay. and I'm like, release the deep fake cut of Solo. They're not gonna. I, I think <laughs> that goes against a lot of uh, unions or guilds or whatever. Eh. <laughs> I'm telling the internet to do it. Release that cut, and I'll right. watch it online. Uh, but yeah, I uh, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not in love with this, but okay, I'm also thankful fair. it's not 12 episodes. It makes me it makes me really worried about Daredevil because Daredevil's gonna be like 25 episodes, some nonsense. And I'm like, will it? Can you guys do that? Maybe they're short. They better be. Yeah, like the whole show episodes. is like an hour an episode, which is cool. I appreciate the time, but like use it for something. OK. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And Ben Mendelsohn, of course, is wonderful. Oh, well, yeah, I said that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. He's just, like, he's but awesome. he's, he's the standout. He's he, the... he really is. He, he really is. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad he has as much screen time as he does. Yeah. Oh, I'd be very okay. You know, if you clean things up with it, being like, oh, yeah, no, uh, Bruce Banner's son is fake. He's a scroll. <laughs> that way it's not stupid. Right? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Because he was, because he's terrible. Because no one would like that idea. Nobody liked that idea. Mm-hmm. Not a single human being on this planet who was watching the finale of She-Hulk, saw that character and thought, sweet. Tell me more. I can't wait for this, for the story potential here. Yeah. No one. So you can just go ahead and fix that. <laughs> Hell just has She-Hulk look at the screen and go, we didn't, we're not doing that. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Secret Invasion, check it out. Yeah. I guess. I mean, you're always checking it out. There's no way you're not. If you're not, then you were never going to in the first place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We, uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Uh, when we leave for San Diego Comic-Con, there will not be no episode of Off the Rack. No, we'll, we'll actually be able to do Off the Rack before San Diego. Yeah. You know, we won't miss a single episode of Off the Rack. That's right. That's pretty exciting. Just keep us working. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, keep us... Yeah, you guys keep us working. Though. Keep, keep, uh, keep those things rolling in we do appreciate it we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of off the rack i'm sal and i'm tiffany check out tiffany on youtube.com slash at comic pop plays i've tried slash comic pop plays doesn't work you have to do slash at comic pop plays oh really super dumb i don't know why so that that channel's been giving me nothing but trouble but the videos are great you should definitely check them out Uh, it's only on my end it's my thing like exactly but uh (laughs) also watch your live on twitch.tv slash comic pop hopefully we will back i think uh and we should we should transition over to youtube see how that works wait am i on back issues filming this week (sighs) who the hell knows anymore guys have been really playing with the schedules not me requiring a lot of me to yeah yeah that's all we got that's (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you guys next time thanks a lot for watching everybody so long bye